0: Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rena, brilliant from the American.
1: Just like that. Graceful. Sally Hurstown for Anthony
0: Modeste. So he's to carve out a bit of space for himself.
1: Brandt, and what a
2: chance! It's finished by Mukoko. This game turned on its head! Yusufa Mukoko. Hey, welcome back to the BBB Podcast. My name's Jake, joined as always by Carver. How are you doing? Doing, man. How's it going? I'm doing well. Back with the new intro. I love how it sounds. Thank you for putting that together. It's it's hype. It's hype. I've been... Mukoko. <laughs> I've been hanging on to that Holland one for a little too long, and now that we're I mean, we're gonna get into it, but we we got Manchester City coming up next week. I couldn't have Holland on the intro anymore, so it was time to retire that officially. Mm-hmm. And it was about time I I stopped being lazy. But it, it's a
1: good call. I was honestly probably wouldn't I would have been fine sitting on that with a while, for a while. But now that we have yeah <laughs> City yeah. coming up next, that that would have been uh, that makes a lot of sense. That we're changing it. Yeah, got to change
2: it up. Also. Uh, we haven't actually seen each other in, in a few weeks, maybe, because you were yeah. in, in Germany and France and everything, and then, uh, last week, I had COVID, mm-hmm. feeling a lot better now. This is, like, the first day, like, I, I got over it, but I was still, like, feeling not 100%, and I still sound a little, little congested, but, like, this is the first day I actually feel, like, good, good, good to, to go and normal. It took a while, but feeling good now. Um, and we got a lot to cover, because, uh, yes. we had a couple games, uh, now we've won three on the trot um hoffenheim last friday and then we had our champions league game on tuesday so we're gonna recap both those games we've got a women's update from adam a little bit later in the show we'll get into some twitter questions and then of course preview uh the game against rb leipzig now the marco rosa derby um this saturday and then manchester city as we said in champions league next wednesday before we get into the hoffenheim preview though a lot of movement with uh, former Dortmund coaches mm-hmm. while uh, Terzic is over here getting his first is his first Champions League win probably for Terzic right cuz he didn't coach-
1: no, uh, he well he was in charge of us for the legs no he was in charge against Sevilla Did he? okay yeah okay okay yeah sorry you hey, know you're good sorry, we, sorry, we, had, Terzic, we had the two but... we had the two losses against city when he was in charge but we had the okay. wins against city or excuse me Sevilla yeah i could not remember when he
2: which charge, he's, he's going to have another win against Sevilla yeah. coming out because they're in our group. So and City round oh, two, he'll, he'll get his revenge on City. But while while so while he's cruising, um, a lot of movement with former Dortmund coaches uh, Thomas Tuchel fired let go from Chelsea after yeah. they lost to Dinamo Z- Zagreb in Champions League. Um, Boy, that's I mean that
1: ugh. everyone thought that was coming for a while. Tuchel getting fired. I mean he switched up his system from a back three to a back four and just. I mean, of course, if you've been a Dortmund fan for a while, you know that, you know, he brings a lot of toxic atmospheres into the dressing room and especially to the board. And it looks like, you know, Tuchel's also been someone who wants to be a little bit, have a little bit more of a say in a lot of things for uh, the higher ups of the club. And it looks like this new owner of Chelsea is a little bit more hands on. So I I guess they were just wanting to get him out of there, which is also just crazy since considering the money that they invested into Tuchel this whole summer. And they've spent more than anyone else in the Premier League. And then to can Tuchel, what five games into the Premier League,
2: yeah. it's pretty shocking just, stuff. Just when he
1: got like Aubameyang finally yeah, started, yeah. And, and 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 Aubameyang's yeah. like, I'm happy to be back with with Thomas. You know, it's yeah. it's it's been a long time coming. <laughs> but <laughs> wow, what a, what a replacement though for I know I don't want to turn this into the Chelsea podcast, but uh, for them to get their hands on Graham Potter, yeah. is is a, is a really good uh, appointment for them, and he's. I'm not too hyped for Potter personally, just because I think, I mean, obviously Chelsea is such a cutthroat club and, you know, Potter, I would imagine is going to need some time to implement things and, you know, get his, uh, just his his work cut out for him. But I I hope he can really try to build something there. I mean, not that I'm, that I like Chelsea, but I do rate Potter and I do like Potter, but I don't know how much time they're really going to get him before, give him before they're already breathing down his necks. If things aren't going
2: well, you know, straight out of the gates. Yeah, I mean that's typical Chelsea style, but it kind of feels like maybe with this appointment, maybe that's what they're planning to build something. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, I, but
1: they were investing a lot in youth this summer as well. I mean, they obviously a lot of big names, but a lot of youth. So maybe they were looking for something like that
2: to to wrap the Chelsea talk. I'll just say I mm-hmm. I saw something some Twitter account that was just like I do not care to watch Chelsea, but I'm very interested to watch Grand Potter and see how this works out. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel like I don't care for Chelsea at all, mm-hmm. but I I. Kind of want to root for Grand Potter uh, a yeah. little bit. Uh, the other thing um, we won't talk in this one. This one as much, but Klopp is wobbling a little bit. Shaky start yeah. to the season, and I saw like Klopp out trending the other really? day. Uh, yes, yesterday I guess. Um, but yeah, so I don't. I don't know if that will happen.
1: Well, I know. I know when he was slowly getting exposed. When he was with us, the club came out and they were like, "We're not. We're not firing Klopp. That's not something that was ever has ever been in our plans. It probably never will be. If anything, it probably be, they would, they didn't say this at the end, but if anything, it probably would be a mutual agreement, which is what it was at the end. And I I don't know if Liverpool is going to have that same kind of attitude towards him. I would hope so. I mean, for God's sake, the I we don't need to get into how incredible of a job he has done at Liverpool these past several years, but I mean. You got to give him. You got to back him with more resources as well. Not only time, but resources. You know they didn't really spend too much. I know they got Darwin Nunez and some other names, but you still got to give him the resources to compete with City. Because I mean, they're just there's they're relentless in their spending. So
2: yeah. And was I? I don't know if I was gonna say anything else about Klopp. I don't remember. But (laughs) we'll just move on. Uh, The other big movement former former Dortmund coach is Marco Rosa is officially. At Leipzig, Mm -hmm. and like he's in, he's signed, signed everything. He should be taking, I don't know if he took practice today. Yes, he did. And then, so he'll be on the sidelines Saturday. Mm -hmm. We'll get more into him in that uh, with with our preview for Leipzig. Um, But let's jump right into recapping Hoffenheim. Again, this Mm -hmm. game took place last Friday, so it feels like forever ago. It does. Friday night football, Friday afternoon football. Um, And we ended up getting the win, uh, 1-0. Thanks to a Marco Royce goal in the sixteenth minute. So it was another, another 1-0, clean sheet. Another clean sheet, very important, but another 1-0 hanging on to the win, which mm-hmm. like I I've got mixed feelings about him. Overall, good. Mm-hmm. I want us to score more, but mm-hmm. I also oh, love that we're just not like letting up and yeah, uh, we're able to hold on necessary stuff. goals or anything like that. And um I mean, do you have any thoughts overall before we get in the lineup and really break down the game?
1: I mean, we knew it was gonna be a tough one, of course, and uh <laughs> just ridden with injuries. I mean, I was just saying right before we went live that we've been doing this show for like right under a year now. And it's, it's just beyond parody at this point that every week we're still like, well, we have injuries. So, you know, the lineups are picking themselves. I mean, and again, and even through the summer, it was the exact same way through the summer. All the rest we had, we still had Reina out for, I don't know how long. I mean, we signed Oz Chan and he was having problems with his knee. I believe it was, um, you could At just least go we down signed the list. him when
2: we knew he was injured
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean you could just go down the list I mean there was just just countless other Moray uh, re, with recent weeks I know he had his yes, year yeah, long out of nowhere it's just like oh
2: Moray's gonna have another surgery He's yeah like,
1: what it's on? it's just unbelievable of course the problem with Hilaire, too it's 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 ridiculous it's it's honestly incredible <laughs> it yeah. really I've never seen anything like this I mean I don't watch too many sports outside of soccer but I've never seen this before, an injury crisis,
2: go on as long as it has been at Dortmund so far. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And, I mean, so coming into this game, Hoffenheim's been in pretty good form. Um, They they beat Bochum, Leverkusen, and Augsburg, Augsburg, scoring uh, quite a few goals in most of those games. Their only loss was to Gladbach, first game of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, And then coming into this, we had, we're going to talk about it later because it happened before Copenhagen too, but just another surprise injury right before which was Rafa Guerrero not an injury i guess he had an illness but still that kind of like threw things off to where mm-hmm. cuz last week we were talking about kind of going back and forth between munier and Wolf and i'm like who's who gets the start mm-hmm. um i i think in this game we we saw some good from we saw some really i thought Wolf had a great game mm-hmm. playing on the left yeah but we were talking more about that that right back position and who's going to take it and do we really have depth in that position mm-hmm. and and between those two, um, but so lineup, we saw Kobol, Mounier, uh, Hummels got the start against Schlauterbeck and Wolf at left back, which was uh, a lot of debate and just talk before the game on Twitter online about how that was going to work out. Uh, O'Shannon, Bellingham in the middle, Brant, Royce, and Bino Gittens getting the start because yep. we're down Mullen yeah. and we're down Adeyemi and um, and then Modest up top. Um, I mean, what were your thoughts on the lineup? Yeah, again, they kind of picked themselves.
1: I mean, I'm glad Bino Gittens was, you know, able to get a second start here. I wish he would have done more with with the minutes he had. Of course, he had to come off for that injury, which was a little bit of a strange one. After watching the replay and him go down with his shoulder, it didn't look like he had much contact. But obviously, you know, he knows his body better than anyone else. So, Um, but other than that, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty solid lineup choice. I probably wouldn't have gone with much different, given that the, uh, the injury crisis, but... Um, I, obviously, again, I know that Hoffenheim was going to be pretty dangerous uh, for a number of reasons. I mean, they're pretty versatile in their attack. Their two forwards in Cremmeridge and Rotter are dangerous in their own ways. And, of course, they uh, they can be dangerous out on the wings, too, with Angelino coming in this uh, on their side this season and he can whip in countless crosses. And if, if Mounier doesn't do his job correctly, uh, we could be in pretty big trouble coming down the flanks. So, I mean, that was pretty much my thought
2: process. Did you have anything else? I thought we we did really... Like, we we started with a lot of pressure, and I felt like our press was good and mm-hmm. keeping them up the field, and I didn't see much from Angelino. Like, I thought, whether it was Mounier, or I think mm-hmm. a big part of it was just, like, Jude and Oshan were so good mm-hmm. in the middle to win everything that was coming through. Like, we, we were able to hold them and not, not allow them to get a lot of chances. Yeah. Uh, which was great.
1: Pretty much, uh, most, uh, definitely the first half. I don't think they had barely any... First half, second half wasn't as I don't think they had barely any chances, if not any big chances the entire game, but we did do a pretty good job of keeping Angelino pretty quiet, thankfully. And, I mean, after the... It was a pretty conservative, pretty cagey first 10, 12 minutes or so, feeling each other out. Uh, Wasn't too, um, I guess, electric of of how we're going about, our, you know, having possession and everything, but... Once we got that first goal early on, the floodgates opened, and we had two beautiful opportunities, huge opportunities, uh, right after that, that we should have put away and gone mm-hmm. into the half at you know 3-0 up, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, I mean, the first goal, pretty good combination from a handful of players, great touch from Brant to set up Bellingham slash Royce, I guess you can kind of pick yeah. who that uh, ball was going for. Although- but
2: okay, I gotta say a little bit on it. it so th- this goal started out on the left wing Bino Gittens doing his thing and mm-hmm. like, coming inside cutting inside which he's we've just seen that yeah. he's that's like one of his strengths like he's really good at that. and then dishing it off to Brandt. I thought Brandt throughout this game in the first half especially like got in a lot of really good spaces mm-hmm. and had a lot of good opportunities. kind of saw it in the Copenhagen game too, which we'll talk about. but just the final ball, final touch, final decision making just was not really there. Um, yeah, but it was it
1: was it was a tough ball to settle though. I know Brandt, okay. is, you know, he's, he's he's talented in the sense that he's got a really good technique and everything and he's got beautiful control on the ball. Could have been a tiny bit better, but I mean it's still it still resulted in a goal and, and it got it into a beautiful dangerous position though at the same time. And uh you know, I don't think that goes in without Bellingham, you know, putting <laughs> in the work to really like body everyone else oh, off to give Royce, you know, the sh- the shot on goal.
2: Yeah, if Bellingham didn't Go for it and get pushed off of it, mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, I don't think Roy, Royce wouldn't have been in there, so it was yeah. a very weird kind of play, but it, it worked out perfectly. It was like good. I mean, Bellingham was there enough to like take a swing at it and just barely missed it. And yeah. Luckily, yeah. he did. If he would have yeah. got
1: a little touch, I don't think, yeah, the commentators were saying he got contact.
2: I don't no, think he did because uh-huh. yeah. that's what I watched that replay a lot, and I was my thought was like, man, if he would have touched that, got any kind of hit on it, then it would have been away from Royce, and the keeper probably would have mm-hmm. saved it or. It, it, he wasn't like stable enough to get a good shot off. I think. Yeah. So
1: and and Bellingham was saying after the game, we we, we uh, retweeted that a quick uh, clip of him and his um, post game interview of just him saying that was some of the best football he thinks we have played this season, especially in the first half. And I would agree that definitely in the first half. I don't know so much about the second half, which we'll get into. But I mean, it was very free flowing. It was just waves after waves of attacks, and I love that we were able to utilize our wings. I mean. Mounier, I also retweeted a few, maybe like a week or so back about. Uh, I think it was. Oh god, goodness! I think it was the BVB Buzz, and I, I could be wrong. It might have been BVB Buzz or uh, the News Blog was retweeting some of Munier's crossing stats, and he's easily been like by miles our most successful crosser in the in the team, and having him being able to whip those crosses in and get Modest involved, and if it you know if he overshoots it or anything like that, or you know, just somehow goes over to the left wing, you have Wolf there to whip in another one, which is exactly what happened a few minutes after the first goal, uh, him whipping in the cross to Modest, and Modest should be putting that away. It should be 2-0 up, and I know he, that's that's a classic Modest goal, and he's extremely uh, dangerous in the air, but I mean, his finishing ability just got to be better. I mean, of course, we're going to be having such t- tougher competition coming up, and, you know, if you don't put those chances away early on, you're going to
2: get punished. Do you think we're still playing, or do you think I don't know if we're doing it yet to where we're utilizing Modest enough? Like he had a couple chances Mm -hmm. in this game, like a couple really good chances Mm -hmm. that he probably should have scored. Even in the Copenhagen game, it's like we're starting to see him get involved a little more. But Mm -hmm. I'm still like, it's like these last couple games watching him, I'm still like, I feel like he's missing a bit. Like and we especially
1: with the ball at his feet.
2: Yeah, you know, like, and because we're still, we've been pretty good at working the ball around, but it's like maybe it's that that our final pass hasn't been great, and maybe mm-hmm. that's what's missing. It's like, yeah, the final pass just sent it into Modest. Yeah, maybe that's what we need. It just seems like we're not doing that. We're still not like utilizing him or like playing in the style we need to to best utilize him. I just, yeah. so I don't know if that's something. Which
1: very I, yeah. which very well has been a, a a problem in our recent past, especially last season. Which you know we didn't have Modest at the time, but that was a problem with us last season. And I, I mean, think you really had Holland last yeah. season too. So yeah, and, and and I think we're having bits and pieces of still kind of you know trying to clean that up and get our attacks a little bit more crisp and clean and uh, efficient. But again, we are we are really you know figuring out a game plan to get him more involved. And I think it was night and day between the uh, the Ver- Bremen game in the Berlin game. I mean, you you could see just Modest was just a whole new player almost. And, I mean, not just him, though. I mean, uh, maybe a few minutes after that, it was another insanely uh, huge chance that we completely wasted. It was Modest this time dishing it off to Jamie Bynal Gittens, who just, he looked like he was on a whole different planet. I don't think he was not ready for it to come in. (laughs) No. (laughs) And i mean, just, he just, I don't know. It looks like he was, had no idea ball could even come into him. And it's like, like he was in, in, the, in that position. Yeah, he was in the
2: perfect <laughs> position. And yeah, the, yeah. I, I, I
1: think that just comes down to his age and lack of maturity and just, I guess, lack of awareness too. But again, you, you should be up three nil at that point and you could really be putting the game to bed. And unfortunately that's not the case. And you know, luckily they didn't come back and score, but man, then you, then you're just, you're, uh, you're dancing a line the whole game of just being one goal up. Um, other things I noticed in the first half, I mean, Bellingham just back to into incredible form. I think he was, I think one of the worst games he was he had in a Dortmund kit was in the Werder Bremen game, um, and which is such a rarity to say. I mean, he he's pretty much a stellar every single game, but uh, he bounced back and again the tenacity and the the brilliant technical ability that he brings into this game, especially in the first half too. Uh, you mentioned Brant already, and I'm going to talk about him more and more as the uh, as the show goes on. But my God, it, he's been in terrific form as well, mm-hmm. and not just his technical elegance as well, Brant. But I mean his tenacity too. I've I, I've never I think seen he's
2: been he's like been getting tackled in. Yeah, he's he working is. a lot harder. Like that's what he's been criticized for a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's he's putting in the work. I I still think like he's been getting in such good positions. And, like, you almost see, like, this, like, Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde performances, like, throughout the game where he does something yeah. fantastic and then does something, like, horrendous. You're like, dude, how could you miss a, a pass that bad? But mm-hmm. I think the the fact that he's, like, if he makes a mistake, he's still going. Like, he's still creating good chances throughout the game. And I think I'm crit- critical of him a little bit, but I I still see a lot more good than, mm-hmm. than the bad. And it's because that's what... Cause those are easy. I think that's easy to improve, Mm -hmm. um, as the season goes on and, and just, yeah. So I I don't think we're necessarily, we're seeing a bad player with the missed passes and everything like that can get better. And it will, as we go on. So it's just looking
1: yeah good. The club made the correct decision to keep him this summer and, and he's proving it more and more, pretty much every single game now. And, uh, I've never, I just never seen him track back the way he did in these last two games. I've I've never seen that from him in a a Dortmund kit before. I mean, just him sprinting like what seemed like at least 50 or 60 yards all the way back to go and try to, um, you know, cover our back four whenever some of them are at a position like that. It's just, it was really, um, it was really encouraging to see that, you know, he actually does have that work rate in him. Now it's just a matter of how long can he keep that up? Is this something that Hopefully, it's a turn of the corner, and that's the player that he wants to grow into, and he can bring that tenacity on a semi regular basis. That's that's me being optimistic, but at the very least, he can you know show that in bits and pieces, um, because you know that's 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 a game. He becomes more and more of a game changer whenever he brings that other aspect of his game into the team of, you know, picking up more of that defensive responsibility and uh, bringing more of that fire, which that's like the one thing I think Brent lacked is just his aggression and, and that fire that he has in his belly that I think he can have at times.
2: Yeah. I I think it's... I mean, we were very heavily the, the Brent boys last season. and mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of started that season this way too. And I think we've seen him a little... We've seen him more, obviously, than I think we thought. We we, we weren't sure where he was going to stand this season. But yeah, he, yeah. We've ha- he's had to come in due to our, our injuries. And luckily, he's, he's performing and, he, and he's doing well. I hope... I just got just the injuries it's like because we have a lot of games <laughs> with yeah. Champions League and just back to back and like people are going to need we we don't have the rotation that we need which no. is uh, which
1: is crazy because like I feel like on the wings or in an attack that's exactly where we had like the most depth but just it yeah. just every week it just keeps getting nicked in the bud more and more and more and you're like you're looking at the bench like Damn, we don't have anyone else back nope. there now. <laughs> I could have sworn there was like six more players we signed here in the yeah. summer, but now it's just everyone's in a in a uh, in a hospital bed.
2: <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and that's the concern Wrapped I think and with,
2: wrap. it's great that we're seeing Brant put in a lot more effort and make bigger runs and, mm-hmm. and run harder, but like then there's the concern it's like, well, do you need to conserve some energy cuz got to play again in a few days. <laughs> it gets fancy, yeah so. And 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 Brants
1: too is like one of those like just one of those uh, type of people that like he runs for like ten minutes and
2: he, his face is just completely puffy red like he's just ran a half marathon also, or something like that you know Modest which he gets around okay Modest gets around way more than like he we yeah. did see him the, the last couple of games yeah. he kind of like dropped back and got in like some outside positions to make like mm-hmm. to cross the uh, Bono Gittens, like we said mm-hmm. but he's kind of like dropping a little bit and I I like it mm-hmm. I don't know if he has the pace. That we really need to like when he he drops to to yeah. back up the field where we need him to be, but it is it's good to see. I think that kind of like rotation around a little bit and him getting into different positions, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, and 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 that's a valid question that some people have been asking online that I've been seeing in the last few weeks of just like Modeste has definitely been putting in the work uh, on and off the ball, but. You know, he's 34, he's a bigger dude, and he doesn't have that kind of pace, and some people think our attack looks a little bit better when we do have that pace up top to make those uh, make those forward runs behind the back line. Um, but, I, I mean, again, this is also another reason why, I mean, not for the pace, but for the other reasons I mentioned, this is why the club went and actually selected Modest over people like Cavani, or like, it pretty much never was going to happen to begin with, but like, especially like Ronaldo, who just are not going to have that kind of pressing ability. They're not going to go and... Want to actually go and press that back line and create some chaos back there and keep up that fitness. Modest has been playing all last season. He's been playing all those games. He's not really prone to any injuries or anything like that. And again, he's been putting in the work. Which mm-hmm. I, I, he's he's growing on me. I, I, I'm liking him more and more. He just got he just got to get a little bit better and a little bit more clinical.
2: Yeah, he he's jumped in and been more like plug and, plug and play, like ready to go mm-hmm. than I thought. Um, it's just, I think it's been more of a matter of like us actually like knowing how to work with him in the system. Yeah. Um, but like, I love, I love his pressure. I love how much he runs and, and the fact that he's been like dropping a little bit and and trying to get in the build up play too, yeah. um, which is good. We just need to piece it all together. But the yeah. fact that we I mean, we can say we haven't been playing to our best no. and we're no. still mm-hmm. grinding out these wins, mm-hmm. uh, which is unlike the Verderbramen really game. Unlike Verderbramen, but we're st- just seeing these grind a little more than I would say. Like, I mean, Verderbrümen was a good example of like what happened most of the time. Yeah, last year. Yeah, and no, years definitely. Before that, and so it's good to see this slow, slow change. I will, I'll take the one zero grind out.
1: Yeah, and and so that first half again, a lot of traffic flow was actually pretty much all of it was coming from Dortmund. Created a lot of chances. Should be two, three up, but it's still a one goal lead. You just have to come out in the second and push for another. Which unfortunately, that just didn't happen. Very underwhelming second half, offensively, not defensively, but just in attack. Again, very underwhelming. Didn't really look like we had that kind of fire in us that I know this team has. But uh, Hoffenheim made three changes at the half or at the break, excuse me, and came out and in the first ten minutes of the second half, Hoffenheim already looked miles better than they did in the first half, mm-hmm. and uh, starting to put us against the ropes a little bit. But uh, wasn't too worried. Overall, I mean, again, our our defensive partnership, whether it's Schlatterback and Hummels or Schlatterback and Sule is starting to be almost kind of like impenetrable. I mean, mm-hmm. and it came from the last time that I've looked at our defense and been like, wow, that's actually a defensively sound back four or back three. I mean, that's that's a team that actually knows how to defend pretty well, which I wish I could say that was the case whenever I was in Dortmund. <laughs> but, <laughs> um yeah, I mean, again, second half, Bellingham uh, just phenomenal. I, I love the tenacity and grit that he brought into the midfield every game, but especially
2: this game. Um, we are seeing him get in more advanced positions. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he could should have had like a hat trick in the Copenhagen game. But <laughs> um, like we're we're seeing him be able to push uh-huh. up, and that's what we we talked about before with Osh Chan in there, and. If that's going to give him the ability to do it, and that's exactly what we're seeing. I, I think I said that exact line last week, so I apologize. But it's like it's exciting to see. I have loved O'Shansu. Yeah, he um, compliments Bellingham so well. It's yeah, they've so been a, well, a great.
1: You couldn't have asked for a better replacement if Tahoud goes out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um. So uh, Hazard, we didn't talk about, but Hazard came on once. Ever Bino Gittins came off the shoulder injury. My God, has he been incredibly disappointing for so long now? And I want—I really want to back him because I—I've I, seen him play. I've seen him play before. He was at Dortmund. and I thought he—I think he's a quality player. But like, just—it seems like every sh- like just shred of confidence has been ripped out of him in these last like year and a half or two years, and he just continues to miss these ridiculously huge opportunities, and and just he's—he's he's predictable on an attack and i don't know it's 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 tough thankfully Gio reyna is back and he looks miles ahead of hazard and um for the little time that he had he already looked better in my opinion um but in the second half overall i mean the game management was a bit better uh than the a game against Verde bremen again i know we continue to build on that game management i know tears continues to build on that game management skills and uh you just gotta grind out the results and you know um uh, push for a uh, push for a uh, clean sheet which is what we did
2: yeah we saw uh you said we saw geo come on uh, in the 83rd minute with soule mm-hmm. um, they came on for brant and wolf you we've seen this was kind of a late substitution and we've seen usually it tears a sub like at the 60th minute yeah. um and w- with how this game was going like Hoffenheim had a lot more control they were winning the ball ball a lot more playing a lot better getting into yeah.
1: a lot better advanced positions yeah. too their positioning
2: was just was really helpful for them as well you you think we would have seen the early subs the thing is we didn't have anyone else to bring out like yeah. that was like we had to wait cuz those those substitutions i mean geo is an attacking player but also i don't know they're still trying to Ease him in a little more. I see. Th- think.
1: Uh, yeah, I, you know, in professional soccer, is just something I never understood. It's like if if they're on the bench, are they fit to play or are they not? I don't get it because if they're not going to play, I, um, they're not. You don't have to play them for ninety minutes. But if they're coming on to five or ten minutes to go, it, it seems like they're me. They're to me, they're probably more fit to play more minutes than that. I'd, or if they're not fit and you're only trying to play them for a few more minutes, I don't understand why they need to be on the bench to begin with. Because if then clearly that means it's going to be a risk for them to re-injure themselves. So I I don't know. I would have put Gio on a little bit earlier, earlier but yeah. that's just me. I I don't know the ins and outs of we, you know, the you physio notice, team and everything.
2: Did you notice the like uh the formation change with Gio? Like he kind of sat. He played like a ten roll mm-hmm. Royce and Modest were like two strikers. It was like a like a three five two kind of
1: yeah I know it seems like tears kind of favors at times late in the game putting Royce a little higher up which yeah. I never liked Royce up top I'd, I mean besides his pressing ability I guess if that's just a matter of we're trying to defend from the front you know and keep him pinned down but uh, I, do, I don't like Royce for the most part
2: being a number nine yeah I just I kind of like I like Gio in that 10 well no, yeah. I was no, like yeah. I was like oh let's see what he didn't do much there wasn't much to I don't know. We we didn't. We still didn't really create anything from that. We still had some chances here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good chance from uh, like Hazard and, and Modest on the counter, which is something I want to see more. I think like us really push it on counter attacks because mm-hmm. I think we can. We have the players to to do it if none of them are injured. Um, we have the players to really push it um, if Modest can get up there. But like he, yeah. he was up there for that that chance in like the eighty maybe the eighty fifth minute. Um, and I feel like we're, we're kind of taking our time moving up the pitch, and I just want to see – I feel like we have the ability, and I feel like it, it could create a lot of good chances, and I want to see that more. I, I'm not yeah. saying let's sit back and be a counterattacking team, but I think given the opportunities, we we should go for it.
1: Yeah, you could still counterattack without also being like a a low block team as well. And again, that goes back to just how we want to line up uh, an attack. I mean, if, if we want to have more of that pacey – Catch them on the counter. That you're probably going to look for more of a player like Mukoko, but at least you have the uh, the the uh, options to do both, mm-hmm. and especially in one game. Even if you want, if one's not working, you can kind of switch one out and see how the other game style goes, but or game plan goes. But um, yeah, overall, I mean, again, need to be more clinical. Need to take those chances early on and put the game to bed early if we can. Um, still susceptible to counters at times on the defensive end. Can be caught out with you know someone. Flaucher being a little higher, of course you have Mounier and Wolf who like to kind of push up, but uh, again I think Tirsic is really starting to build on the foundation of that he's been uh, working on for a few months now, and um, it's a it's a mature performance. I think I think this mm-hmm. really again th- these are the performances that your games that you come back and you look on come April and May and be like that was a vital three points yeah which. We should be top of the table if it weren't for the the monstrosity that was against vertebrae. I and I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but we would be top of the table. So I guess we're kind of technically tied. But yeah, overall, at least it's another three points, another clean sheet, which we had like what? Like one or two last season or something like that? It was yeah. never had one. So I think we've already had three. So
2: and yeah, we're already looking more defensively sound. Um, I think the only other thing I want to mention is in the 86th minute, there a kid ran onto the pitch, which I, I did didn't see that. Yeah. notice. I just saw this big security dude running on the pitch. I was like, Why, what is that guy doing? Because yeah. the kid was in a full kit, which and he, is awesome. And he was like kind of
1: like running back like he was running on defense. I did see that as well.
2: <laughs> so I didn't even notice. I just see the security guard. And then you see, and then next thing you see is uh, Jude literally just like mm-hmm. escorting the kid off, which is great. Because I mean, I mean, he's a kid. And you don't know. I mean, I don't think the security would have, like, tackled the kid or anything. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not. But it's good to see Jude just, like, calming the situation down and, like, taking the kid back to the stands. But I just saw that guy running. I was like, what is happening? They're like, there's a kid on the pitch. I'm like, where? Yeah. Oh, he's in a full kit. Um, That was awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh, The last thing I wanted to say, too, on the Hoffenheim game is, which goes back to Modest, is, I mean, he helped a lot defensively on corners as well. I think that's another great thing about having him in the team. I mean, I think he cleared like ninety percent of Hoffenheim's corners, and you know how piss poor we can be on set pieces and defending those. So um, his technique, his technical ability and finishing needs to be a little bit better, but um, he's he's a great person to have in the back whenever we're defending corners or set pieces late in the game. He can get the ball out and uh, hold up play. So yeah, fair play to him. I think he, I think he did well for the most part.
2: Um, I have one more question kind of related to that game but this will transition into Copenhagen mm-hmm. um wolf and our depth in our fullbacks mm-hmm. because obviously we've seen him back and forth with Mounier start, starting on the right back but then to see that he is our like, where's our left back depth like are we going to trust Rota Is that, like, the fact that we didn't see him start for Guerrero? Like, if Guerrero goes out, like, what's our option? Like, I don't like that. Wolf is one of our right-back options, and then we had to start him on the left.
1: But Wolf can play anywhere on the wings. I mean, he can play, like, literally, like, straight up and down all the way on the right, and then the same thing on the left. Left Left-back, left-mid, and left-wing. I mean, hell, whenever we first had him years back, when we got him from Frankfurt, he was a striker, if I'm not wrong, so... I mean, I mentioned a few weeks back. I think he's going to be kind of like the next Grosskreutz, where you could just kind of plug him in wherever you want, and he's going to do his job. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to playing him at left back if Guerrero's out.
2: Well, I think he did great. Yeah, he he like he held up defensively. He gave us. He still gave us stuff going forward. I thought he he did really well. Um, my my only like the thing I don't like is that that's the option. It's like we yeah. don't have like a full like we don't have full depth even without injuries. Yeah, it's like. So I was like, I, I wish we would. And I think people called for another left back coming in. But also oh, yeah, definitely, over the summer. Definitely. But that was on the note that Guerrero might be going out. Yeah. So it's like we we still need.
1: And Schultz not being a piece of shit, too, given the allegations yeah, against him.
2: That's the thing. I've kind of forgot because I've written him off completely. So mm-hmm. that, that is the thing. Which is rightfully the depth so. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he was the depth there. I don't know what's happening with that. But if we. But that's yeah, fine. Even even before the uh,
1: the Schultz allegations, pe- absolutely, people were definitely calling for a left back, and I think it's pretty clear cut and dry. Come January, at hopefully January at the latest, next summer, we're going to really invest in another left back, as well as I think we definitely need another center back as well. But yeah. I, uh, I know,
2: and it obviously, it takes time to build a squad, and we still did a lot in the summer um, mm-hmm. and a lot of good, yeah, we did, we did, but, and it's just going to take time. That's just my worry when I I look at. I, I want us to progress. Like, I I want us to play a lot of games. I want us to mm-hmm. keep have a good run in Champions League. I want us to have a good run in the Pokal. And you need depth. And we're already struggling with injuries. Yeah, but like... Is, I'm just, like, concerned.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, I guess Nottingham Forest did. I was going to say you can't buy, like, 15 players. And I think they literally they bought did. bought, like, 26. I was going to say something. It was over 15. <laughs> um, But, I mean, you can only reinvest so much without completely, like, screwing up the chemistry and the overall, I guess, uh, just philosophy of your game. Um, but it's, it's just a shame that everything has gone awry. I mean, you, we had what seven signings and I was I late July. I was like, this is a team that you can look and you can look down the line of like, man, this team has depth in every position and almost, and it's got quality in every role, but it just, you get, you get eight away by just all these injuries and the Halear situation and everything. And it's just, it's just a really tough mountain to climb for the club. And especially the board of, you know, how they're going to plan to go forward in January. I, I really do think we're probably going to potentially loan someone in the spring or um, just look at another, you know, I don't know. It could be anywhere from like a mid 20 year old, you know, decent center back or left back uh, somewhere in Europe and, yeah you know, have them kind of just play like a sporadic role, yeah kind of ease them into the team for the next year.
2: Yeah. So, all right, we'll move on to first Champions League game yep. of the season versus FC Copenhagen. Um, and our surprise injury of the week, Gregor Koble. Stefan. Yeah, I know. I think at that tweet every, now every, before every game, I'm just like, that tweet flashes through my brain. What's, what's it going to be this week? And this week it was Gregor Koble out with uh, muscular problems, is what it, they said. Is it? I also he, saw he, hamstring. Do you know?
1: It you was, well, want... Stefan was saying it was an actual tear and it wasn't just like muscle problems, but it wasn't just him either. I mean, 20 minutes into the game hazard came off too. Yeah. Uh,
2: what, what, when does this happen at training? Did it happen in the last game? Did it happen walking to the stadium? I just want more of a heads up. I feel like they knew this happened and they didn't tell us. <laughs> and I don't like finding out when the team sheet comes out. I don't, like it when, was is that, the, when is this happening?
1: Yeah, it was, it was like that, too. With uh, It's just, I don't know, they're so weird with that. Sometimes I think they're pretty decent with their communication in the club, and other times I think it's kind of bad. But, I mean, it was the same way, too, with the Werder Bremen game, with people thinking, I mean, Adeyemi was, I think, was getting the green light, and then, like, the lineup came out an hour before the game, and Adeyemi wasn't even in the squad. So, yeah. I, I have no idea if something's just like the day before or hours before. I'm not sure. But... <sighs> You got to say Sule start. I believe this was his first start in a competitive match. No, he did. No, he he started started in the uh, Pocal match. I was going to say against the Munich. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which he, him, and Schlatterbeck looked fantastic. Yeah, really defensively sound in this game. That's that's what I wanted to emphasize. uh, Pretty much more than anything, Uh, we're we're more defensively sound than I could remember in a really long time. And that's a partnership with Schlotte and Sule that can really grow for a long time especially that they're both German and they're both going to be playing for the national team as well. Um, yeah. But, I mean, dominant football, too, when we were when we were in attack, uh, made some really good combinations. I think we're building a lot better chemistry up front. Again, uh, getting Modest involved. You can see that in each of our goals, pretty much, that we're just connecting more and we're more on the same page, which I, I mentioned so many times last year under Rosa. I was just like, everyone looks like they've never played with each other before. Like, they're complete strangers, and they have no idea how to connect. And this is a team that looks like it actually has some unity and some collectiveness and some ideas that are shared amongst each other too. So it's 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 fun to watch. This was this was one of the more uh entertaining get ga- not only entertaining games but really exciting and fun games to watch in a long time
2: yeah we we saw a lot of the good like one two passing that mm-hmm. we uh yep. we crave and like we we got glimpses of, glimpses of last season but that's like our strength we like when we can piece it together mm-hmm. um and we look so good doing it and so we saw that a lot this game um which was fantastic i'll run through the lineup real quick i mean you mentioned it but Mounier was right back yep Sule, in the middle and Guerrero, was, Guerrero back. was back um the interesting thing and what I was talking about with Wolf when I brought up Wolf earlier what I was getting at is there there's been that it's gonna be Munier or Wolf mm-hmm. and this I feel like we almost saw which I, I thought Munier did fine in the last game like I didn't see yeah. anything wrong with him really it's like he had nothing great but also pass, nothing bad either some bad passing in the final third but like did nothing horrendous I thought um, so. I thought he was fine to get the start. Like I had no problems with that. And I think we saw Wolf on the bench almost more of a well. We need depth, and we might need him to come on yeah. up up front. Um, so it's like he he was our like our winger depth, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think he was on the bench. Um, Bellingham, OShan again. Brant, Royce, Hazard uh, got the start, and then because Bono and, Gittins is out and, uh, and Meyer uh, too, of course, when oh, yeah, Colemull's out. Well, oh, yeah, Mullen. I I forgot not Mullen Meyer. No, I was saying Mom oh, was okay, out and then sorry. you interrupted me with Meyer. but bad, I, did, bad. I forgot to mention Meyer <laughs> got to start in his UCL debut and then Modest up top uh-huh. um, Hazard like you mentioned injured got I think he got not like a knock in his ankle it got mm-hmm. kicked in the ankle had to go out in the 22nd minute I do I think I feel like I need to apologize a little bit cuz I put out a tweet that I wasn't saying anything against Gio mm-hmm. but I said I love seeing Gio come on, but not because it's due to another injury 22 minutes in the match. Mm-hmm. It ended up being great because Gio played a great game, mm-hmm. um, but it sucks that just when at the when looking at the depth, it's like there's a, just another guy down. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I do wanted to go back and touch on Meyer real quick. I mean, he was tested twice a minimum, if I'm not wrong, really early on. I mean, like seconds into the game, even when they hit the post, I mean, they nicked yeah, it. But that was like the first minute.
2: Yeah. They, they started real quick, f- shot in the first minute, went off the post, Um, kind of slowed down after that. But there, there was a one, sorry, you can continue. I just, no, I was, I was just
1: going to say, I mean, like Meyer hasn't even played in the Bundesliga his entire career and here yeah. he is making his Champions League debut. And I mean, he did pretty well. I, I, I mean, he made some decent stops. I he mean, a big save off a corner. Yeah. It was like,
2: yeah, yeah, I remember right that. In the 6 like mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that that was a that was a crucial stop. I thought his distribution was also very solid for, you know, where he's played his whole career and also his age as well. But I mean, he didn't he didn't look really a step out of place. He was really up to the pace of the game. Again, made some really vital stops. Uh not the cleanest of saves, but I mean, he he did his job and he did what was asked of him. So uh, again with Dortmund of having a very solid backup goalkeeper i mean um it's it's a luxury to have one of those really mm-hmm.
2: i i think even in the match they were whoever the commentators were i don't remember who it was but they they told like the story of him getting the call from Dortmund and they said he was surprised like he thought his phone cut out and like his agent would Did not say Dortmund. It's like, hey, do you want to come to Dortmund? And he like did wasn't sure that's what he actually said. That's funny. So he was like surprised and blown away that like Dortmund was calling him. Um, It it'll be interesting to see. I think he we'll talk about a lot more. But if he if Koble's not ready to go, uh, to see him get tested a lot more Mm because we've even in this season where we've been way more. solid defensively, we've still relied on COBOL, especially in these grinding out 1-0 wins. Mm-hmm. Cobble has saved us on a couple of those games. Oh my God. On every game, every single yeah. game. To, to where that it could have been a late draw or whatever, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Cobble oh, yeah. making a huge save. So I hope we don't, if, if Meyer has to play the next few games, I hope, I, I just hope he's not putting in one of the, that kind of position because mm-hmm. They're just insane saves that Cobo makes, yeah. and I don't see a lot of other keepers making those same saves.
1: Yeah, no, it's and it's not even a knock to Meyer. It's just no. it's it's an, a standard that's really tough for anyone else to really reach. Um, but again, yeah, did his job. Everyone did his job or did their jobs this game. I mean, I love the work rates from everyone. I mean, I think that a lot of that comes down to Terzik with the uh, the team mentality and emphasis on the team mentality that he brings, and he and he wants everyone to have a sense of unity about themselves. And believe in each other and, you know, have the confidence and also uh, in each other, but also like hold each other accountable, which Oz Chen does a great job of doing that as well. I mean, he's always bossing everyone around him to make sure they're well organized and staying alert and um, and staying concentrated as well. Uh, Brandt, again, continues to impress me with his work rate in this game as well. Uh, his finishing still needs some work. His final game in general, I still think some really need some work. Uh, Sky had a few chances that I think he could have at at the very least put on target but um,
2: I mean yeah I loved loved his I loved his work rate I mean he got that beautiful ball to Royce in Mm -hmm. 35th minute to give us our, our first goal so like I said before, a little, like, some inconsistency. And, of course, he's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw some pretty bad passes. We saw where he, like, just tripped and fell on the ball for mm-hmm. a handball after doing something. Yeah. I think it was shortly after the goal, maybe. Like, he did something great and then just kind of messes up. Wait. But we can't expect him to be perfect, and he's still creating a lot of good chances yeah. in the goals. I, I
1: saw a comment, and I, and I thought it was really funny. It was, uh, when, you expect, when you expect Brent to be a Brent, but then he ends up being a Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, um, pretty, yeah, pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Royce too. I mean, he was he was he's in terrific form in general, not just game, but or not just this game, excuse me. But I mean that the goal he had in the game overall from Royce was like was classy. It was it was a vintage performance from Royce. I mean that is that is exactly how he was whenever he was um a lot younger. And again, just his his composure on the ball in those tight areas, especially in the attacking third, is is just uh, is just unmatched. I love I loved the performance from really everyone here. I, could, I can't really say enough. I mean, Bellingham too, just bossed the midfield. You, you can go on. You can go down the line. <laughs> we just have so much more to get to, but I really did love the performance from pretty much
2: everyone this game. I mean, and Reyna got two assists, which is the, he's the first American to get two assists yep. in a Champions League yep. game, which is fantastic to see. I think you, if you weren't paying too much, like be outside of his assists, if you weren't just watching... Reyna the whole time, mm-hmm. you might think he didn't do much in that game, mm-hmm. but I think, obviously he got the assist, but I I think he, he still worked the ball around. I, I thought he had a great yeah, game. Yeah,
1: I, mean, I mean, he does such a good job of linking up attacks, too. I mean, even if you're not a Dortmund fan, you've just, like, casually watched a Dortmund game here and there, and if you're an American fan, you definitely know the same thing. I mean, you could see our attacks are um, pretty much night and day when it comes to having Reyna in our midfield for the U.S. I mean, he he links up those plays really, really well and gets the offense involved and everything. And, um, and, and I want to say, like, he's back and he's fully healthy, but then again, I mean, he played, I think he played in the Bremen game those last 10 or so minutes, and then mm-hmm. he picked up another knock somehow after the game or something like that or maybe during the game and yeah. didn't really feel it until the day after. So I'm still, like, crossing my fingers and making sure he's in the squad for this weekend
2: against Leipzig, but... Yeah, I so I mean, yeah, like you said, we have some other stuff to get to. So we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of wrap this game. I mean, we won 3 0. Yeah. Uh, Rafa had a, a great goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw, I'm trying to like looking through my notes. I forgot
1: great, to. Put, great way it. to kick off the Champions League season. I mean, that you obviously was very vital to start off with the win. We start and end the group stage against Copenhagen. So I think we can, if we perform even like half the way we did, I think we're going to still get another result against Copenhagen, which. Hopefully, puts us through given our performances against Sevilla and City. So, yeah,
2: I think going to Copenhagen is going to be obviously a lot more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know why I have this feeling. I think it's because like how how they played, like getting pretty physical and getting frustrated. Um, I think, and, and they had a couple. I think because like first first or first like as soon as the game started, they had a chance right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Second half, they also had a chance right off the bat. They had these like moments that I think gave them a lot of hope. I could be making this up. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like they deserved more out of that game. Um, you think so? Th- I think that's what they're thinking. <laughs> oh, I okay. I get I, what you're saying. I, yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah. We dominated that game, Yeah, clearly. But I think they felt like they sh- deserved a little more out of the game mm-hmm. to where they're going to come out really strong at home um, and really want to get it back. Um, so I think it's going to be a tough game. But I think if we play like that, then... Like we we cruise through that.
1: game. Yeah, and hopefully we still have a little bit more depth in our squad to where we can go out and you know have a little bit more firepower or at least a little bit more defensive stability at the back too, and having more options on the bench. Uh, yeah, I know I know you said they had like two chances, you know, right at the bat, the first and second. But at the end of the day, still, I mean, they only their xG was still only .5 yeah. compared to our uh, um, almost three. So xG, I know we scored three, but
2: yeah, there, there was that one chance. I have to point out Makoko and Brandt who like. I don't know what happened. They like, both Oh kicked yes, the ball yes. Over each other. Like it was a great ball in from, I think it came from Jude. Oh, it was like uh excellent ball from Jude to Royce who crossed it into uh Makoko who like, I don't know if they, if it was Mukoko and Brant, I don't know if Brant didn't say anything. Yeah. But it was kind of like, or
1: if he did in Mukoko he did and and just just didn't for care it. because that's the kind of player Mukoko is. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's like what a lot of the criticism that people have against him is he can just be extremely selfish in front of goal and he gets that tunnel vision but I mean, that's that's obviously got to be Brant. Because I mean, not that, only is Brant on his right foot, if but Brandt I mean, got it. That's a goal. Easy yeah. goal. Easy tap in Moukoko for Brant. Mukoko has to completely turn his bad. body and everything too. It's just, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was a lack of communication or if it if it wasn't. Mukoko just kind of got boneheaded there. But
2: yeah, it is is pretty rough. It's unfortunate.
1: I mean, anything else from this game? I don't think so. No. no.
2: All right. So um, we are going to take a quick break. We have Adam who's going to jump in with a an update about the Dortmund women's team. So we'll be right
0: back. Hello there, BVB fans. Uh, Adam is back here with a update on the women's team or women's teams. Maybe I should say. So let's start with the first women's team who is now playing in the sixth tier of the women's German football pyramid. They have played three matches so far. And it is, yes, three wins and three uh, clean sheets. Uh, not the dominant goal scoring totals we saw last year, though. There was a 3 nothing win in the cup to kick off the season against Wadersloh, and then match day one and two. 4-0 wins against Westfalia Hagen and Rottweiss LN. So that's 11 goals scored and 0 conceded. Five of those goals scored by Vanessa Kuhl. Uh, last year's top scorer, Anna Zabel, has two of the goals as well. She scored a whole bunch last season as well. And a goal apiece for Carolyn Call. Uh, the young, very tall striker. Uh, and katrin Lau, who, another who scored a ton of goals last year. Annika Billig scored a bunch off the bench last year as well. And then one for newcomer Mandy Reinhardt. She started the most recent game at Stryker. Um, one thing to note, uh, haven't seen Hannah Guzman yet. I don't know if there's any lingering injury concerns going on, but uh, I'll see if I can get to the bottom of that for you. So on the other hand, we have a second team this year for the BVB women, and they have played four matches so far. And holy moly, uh, 8-0, 10-0, 15-1, and 12-0 uh, for their games so far. Uh, so who are some players to know? Jennifer Kaleha. she has scored in each of the games. Uh, one of them she scored five goals in. She has 11 goals total in four games. Mariana Naseva. Notable for Mariana is she also plays for the North Macedonian national team. I don't know if there's any other players that we have that play on a national team. That's uh, really cool. She already played on a World Cup uh, qualifier. So that was really cool to see. Uh, Michelle Holter is the youngest player on the team. She has scored six goals so far, including a hat trick. First half hat trick in the most recent game. Um, worth noting, the I've only been able to watch the cup match of the first team. The other two games were not broadcast. Uh, now, the second team, their most recent match was broadcast, and I was able to watch that. And I gotta tell you, Mariana Naseva is uh, something to behold, uh, both in terms of. Uh, scoring goals, winning balls, and assisting. Uh, she's, she's something else. And there's quite a few players to keep an eye on. Uh, also very impressed by Anna Teresa Schoenenberg. She's a center back uh, on the team. She's actually scored a couple goals already so far this season. So um, hope that was a uh, useful update, and I look forward to doing more of these over the course of the season. Thanks, all.
2: All right, and we are going to have everything linked for Adam so you can follow along with uh, – I mean, he has a great website covering the women – if you want to learn more about the ones team. You guys team, already know. You know. <laughs> Go follow Adam. And we have everything linked in our description for this episode. Um, we are going to get into some Twitter questions before we wrap the episode. But, of course, we've got to preview our upcoming games. Saturday, mm-hmm. 930 Eastern Time uh, at Leipzig to take on Marco Rosa. Now, mm-hmm. I, I have to throw this out there. In our, pre, like our season preview episode, I called this. Mm-hmm. I, I said, Tedesco. I didn't say he was going to get fired, but I said, I think Leipzig has been running on that they had like a really long new manager bounce, and I just don't see them doing as well this season and guess what happened?
1: You were right, you're right, honestly, I had a little bit of confidence in Dedesco just because how well he picked the team up after the firing of Marsh, but it, yeah they've been pretty they've been pretty shocking. um I wonder. I, I, I was I was gonna be pumped to play against Tedesco just because their confidence was so bad and I would imagine and I was hoping like we would have beaten them so bad that after they play us then Tedesco would have gotten fired, but I mean you still you I don't know how there's pretty much Rosa has little to no time to implement pretty much anything and Leipzig have been running mostly a, th- a three back, um, and I know Rosa at times fancied his four two three one so I'm not sure really how they're gonna line up here if or if, if Rose is going to try to you know go about his own ways of the lineup or maybe stick to how uh, leipzig have been comfortable but at the same time i guess they haven't been doing well at all to begin with so maybe he will change things up and that could be an opportunity for us to you know pounce
2: and um just rip them apart yeah i think i i feel pretty confident uh going into this game just cuz where where they've been their confidence is down just got a new coach i think if if you're gonna hire a new coach like two days before the game because we're recording this Thursday night and he was he's signed this morning yeah Thursday morning, uh, so that's like a day and a half to prepare for the game on Saturday pretty much. Um, and, I mean they've only won two out of their seven competitive matches this season. I mean that's that's pretty shocking for a team that like Leipzig. I, I think if you want to be best prepared, if you have a new coach and you want to be best prepared for the team you're playing that weekend, hire that team's ex coach. <laughs> yeah, and because he'll 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 know, but like. Like he'll kind of know how to prepare against Dortmund, but, yeah, but at the same such... time he doesn't hardly know the Leipzig players that well. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, also we've had such a massive
1: change in personnel. I mean, I, I made a tweet earlier, but I mean, he didn't have Sule, didn't have Schlotterbeck, which he wanted some of those players that we signed this summer. But um, I mean, it's a it's a whole different team that we're looking at. Obviously, yeah. our attacks aren't solely going through one player like Holland anymore, so we're a lot less one dimensional. Um, I'm feeling good. I, I mean, we're going to be away and it's obviously going to be tough, but I think, I think a result, um, that of us winning is, is more than, um, is more than, uh, capable.
2: Yeah. What do you have a score prediction? I'm going two one. I'm just throwing it. I'm going to go, 2-1. I'm going to go
1: three, one us. Ooh. All right. Um, I know we're still waiting on some players to come back. Terzik had a quote today saying, Today, Malin and Adeyemi will participate in parts of the training again. This was this morning, so it's Thursday. It's also about how the reaction looks the day after. So I imagine by tomorrow we're probably going to get a better sense of if we're going to have more firepower of Malin and Adeyemi. One can hope. <sighs> well,
2: I I, I'm... So I I we don't have de- like we need we need one of them. We need someone cuz we don't have the depth, but I also don't want to see I would r- also rather if they're not 100% ready like even if it's for 60 minutes, if they're not mm-hmm. 100% ready, I'd almost rather them not even be on the bench, not mm-hmm. have a chance to run out on the pitch and then be ready for Manchester City. Like yeah. I'd rather we need I'd rather have more depth in that game. But it's hard to say because we don't have like who who's our other wingers.
1: And we still have Ray now, you still have Brandt, and you still have Royce. So they're attacking three of that in Those that sense. Three, yeah. And then and you then have, have oh, I was
2: about to say you have Hazard
1: on the bench, but you don't. Anymore. No, we don't. No. <laughs> so you don't know, have JBG is either, like, attacker? Yeah. I would imagine so. Unless you know, he starts and. But we're going to wake up Saturday morning to Mounier. Yeah. Being I was going yeah, to say, yeah. But to a tweet from Stefan <laughs> saying. Uh, this week, another one, another entry for the injury crisis. Um, yeah. So that's, it's, it's insane. Um, I also want to see
2: Guerrero, put Guerrero up there. have Rota. Yeah. uh, We didn't even mention, we had quite a few champions league debuts. mm -hmm. Meyer was one. We did mention him. Rota had a debut. mm -hmm. Jay. No, Bono Giddens was out. No, Bono Giddens is, is,
1: uh, well, I mean, he, no, no, it's not, he he (laughs) Uh, didn't. There are a few. Yeah. Um, after Leipzig, I want to say also, I mean, every one of our next, including uh, Leipzig, nine games we have up in a row are all massively important. I was looking at her schedule and I was like, holy hell, every single game is like, none of them are like games we can switch off at all. So we have we have Leipzig and then of course we have City. Which is both away. In the Champions League, yeah, both away. Then you have Schalke. Then you have clone, which both obviously you have the Derby, uh, two Derbys really. Then you have Sevilla. In the Champions League. Then you have Bayern after that. Then you have Sevilla again. Then you have Union Berlin. And then after that, you have Pokal against Hanover. And it's like, God damn, for this next like month and a half minimum, every I mean you're gonna have two games a week. And which which kind of leads us into like one of the Twitter questions of which people were just asking, like, how are we gonna cope with the injuries? Um I think our biggest concern is gonna be at the back and in the midfield, more than the wingers, just because we have so many attackers. At at some point in the next month we're gonna have one or two back. I'm not saying of, of probably not even half of them are gonna be back, we, but at least we get one you, or two. You would
2: think we'll have Mullen and Adiyemi. Yeah. Or one week. of those two. Yeah.
1: At the very least. And then you have two or so bench players ready to go. Um I wish you could have had three or four like we were supposed to have, but uh I if I'm Terzik and I'm you know, I'm looking at just the bear squad right now and, and some of those positions like center backs and midfield. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably. If I were him, I would sit Chan down and say, "Hey, you know, if, if you want to be here, which it looks like right now he doesn't, which is frustrating as hell, and it's probably because his lack of playing time. Then you need to earn your spot. This is your opportunity to go and actually make an impact. You've been sitting and you've been seeing how you could impact the game, and when you came on, you've been pretty poor. But now you have the opportunity to learn from those mistakes." and actually go out and try to improve on yourself. Because again, you after Oz Chan, we don't really have anyone else in the defensive midfielder right now. And at the center backs, I mean you probably slip Chan in that same role. I I I don't really feel like we're gonna play Koulibaly right
2: now with the no, with the run but, of games we have coming up. But luckily up. Hummels has been playing well. Yeah, really well. And really now well. that Sule is full fitness, mm-hmm. um we, we have some center back options. So that that's I I'm not concerned there yet. Um, of course, we can get one injury, and then that can be a problem. <laughs> yep. But it is good to have the the depth there. Like you said, Chang can play there. But yeah, yeah. but every,
1: a, everywhere else, I think we're, I think we're okay. I mean, it's I mean, it's the circumstances. There's not really much else you could do at the moment. I know some people are like kind of calling like for Huning uh, to come up for from uh, for mm, potentially yeah. play like on the left somewhere. I, I, not in this stretch of games. I mean, Again, we, these next nine are so important, and they're all going to be so difficult
2: too. We don't need Aning. Like we saw some really good stuff from him in preseason, mm-hmm. but we also mentioned the dude is so small. Yeah, um, and like we we've seen Rota. Rota's gotten some time here and there, and we saw him in the Champions League um, last season against Bayern. So that that he's our depth. Like we don't what 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 is Aning going to bring that Rota can't. I think in this.
1: I mean, Aning like, could bring uh, Aning could bring a lot that Roza doesn't have, but I, I, there's a lot of things that Roza has that Aning doesn't have. You know what I mean? That we need for our team right now, which I think could be size at the back and and helping more of the defensive end. I don't think Aning is a defender much at all. He's more like a guerrero who we just kind of put at left back. You know, put him up on the wing. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if it comes down to maybe that, and we don't have any other wingers, but I, I, I'd rather play him, I guess, in attack than I do anywhere in our defense.
2: We do have. Uh, I just I wasn't really thinking. Just thinking wingers and depth. Like Mukoko kind of gives us that option too, which is yeah. good. We have him. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's scary. Hopefully, we start to get some guys back. Do you want to do a quick, quick prediction for Manchester City? Did you watch their game against Sevilla? Like any thoughts? On
1: I that? didn't. I didn't watch it. Um, I know Holland just continues to prove everyone wrong outside of Dortmund fans. Who knew that Holland was actually a good striker? Wow, that's crazy. It's almost like. He's been proving this for years
2: now. And anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I heard so much on like different podcasts. And I have like, this X, what is it? In, in my car, I have like satellites. So it's like X, Serious XM FC, mm-hmm. their soccer. And I like, I'll catch stuff on there occasionally. And I just remember hearing this guy going on and on and on. I have no idea who it was. I don't really care. But he was just on and on and on about, oh, you can't, you can't guarantee that Holland's going to come in and start paying in goals. Well, guess what? You can now. Yeah, he, he you can, did it very you can, quickly. You can basically guarantee. You ba- yeah, he's he's uh, he's killing it, and that's going to be uh, I, like I, I think Schlatterbeck and I, I I have faith in Schlatterbeck. Like I, I just think they're such a strong team. It's going to be a really difficult game. I'm going to be interested. I don't know how we're going to set up and mm-hmm. try to play because I don't know if just trying to be free flowing attack is the answer. And I guess that's back to earlier when I was talking about can we counter? Can we work on our counters a little more? that's kind of how you that's kind of how you have to beat them um or get a result against yeah.
1: Him, So yeah well i mean city's not going to be a team that really like you know sits low and does those kind of a counter attacks or anything like that but i, I do think slaughterback can do a pretty decent job of keeping holland at least relatively quiet i know i mentioned already uh was it like two weeks or so back that I, I feel like holland might net one out of the two meetings we have with city but um it's just a matter of just minimalizing him as much as you can um and and we and we know his strengths and weaknesses in Holland, so I think that could be something that for us to just really study, and uh, keep in mind.
2: Um, maybe that'll be our surprise injury this week is Holland's out. <laughs> We've had we that a lot of times, yeah, with Holland being the curse. So the curse doesn't be. leave
1: ex players; it just it kind of just flows with them.
2: Also, a Kanji got a start in their UCL. Mm-hmm. I did see that as uh, well, yeah. first UCL game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've been I, they're they're such a strong they're nuts I, they've got a couple draws in premier league i've been watching them a lot and mainly like i think i've said it before like i hate city i have no attachment to them mm-hmm. but i'm still a big holland fan and i just want to watch him like i want to mm-hmm. see what he does and he's they've just been so good so this that's going to be a really <laughs> tough one i i'm going to be optim my i don't want it to sound negative but my optimism is like a one one draw i don't know if that's yeah, gonna was, happen, that's probably going
1: to be that's yeah, me very be me being very optimistic too excuse me i've I can imagine almost like a 2 0 though, uh, lost to City since we're away as well. And in this kind of a group, that's just kind of the games you
2: got to go and, uh, you know, just try to punch up. Yeah. You know? And watching Sevilla, granted, they're playing City. So they're, who knows? But they haven't been, they have not had a great season so far. It's still mm-hmm. early, but they have not doing that great. They got battered 4 0 by City. Again, that's City. Like that's, so it there might play a little different stylistically than when we play them. But yeah. I think we should have no problem. Like, I, I think we should be able to get second in this group easy. I think you, think, you should. I, I don't know
1: if it's going to be easy. Severe, so I mean, I just, I don't know. They're a bunch of team. And, I, and, I, and when I almost, I almost said the C word. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, but, we're not British. You can't say that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, they're so, they can be so tough to break down and everything. And, and they know exactly how to get under everyone's skin. Um, and they're full of players that are just ready to, go down and do the dirty work and put that grid in. I mean, it's exactly why they bought a player like Thomas Delaney,
2: you know? Right the yeah. Heart. There's yeah, so right many the Dortmund heart. players on the field in that last game. hmm I yeah. know. City in the Sevilla. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there was there any other... I know the big Twitter questions we got a lot was the injuries, how are we going to manage injuries? So we touched on that throughout the episode. Is there any other ones we want to hit on before?
1: We <laughs> yeah. Pretty, I mean, all of them, most of them, that just kind of did wrap around that. I know uh, we had another one. Asking if uh Gio was looking pretty good. I mean I touched on him already, but I I think he's been looking very solid for him coming back from being gone for I don't know how damn long now. And uh, you know, if he if he stays healthy this next month or two, it's gonna be huge for the US too, going into the yeah. World Cup, which I'm excited to get into those episodes too and come November.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. And yeah, these next few weeks Hopefully, you are awesome for Dorman. Not I'm. Mean, that's not being being a pessimist. It's just going to be. We have a really tough stretch ahead of us. So uh, it's going to be. It's going to be a good time. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate you hanging out and listening. Uh, real quick, again, we're away to RB Leipzig this Saturday. Kickoff is 9:30 Eastern Time on ESPN Plus the next Wednesday at Manchester City. That kickoff is 3 p.m. Eastern time. And um, if you want to connect with us, if you want to, like, of course, we're doing Twitter questions, so if you want to connect with us, Mm. throughout the games, we've been tweeting, uh, we always tweet leading up, like, throughout the week, during the games. Sometimes Carver and I are both tweeting during the game, and when we score, we both put out a very similar tweet, which is always funny to see, like, literally six seconds apart. It's always fun when we're both at it. And then, um, oh, yeah, Twitter... And Instagram at the BVB podcast. You can reach out on email to the BVB podcast or the BVB pod at gmail.com. And we have a website where you can find literally everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the BVB, the, I, when I have to say it so many times, <laughs> yeah, it becomes I just like a tongue twister. <laughs> think I'd be better at it by now. The BVB podcast.com. Yes. So that's it. Uh, my name's Jake Carver has been hanging with me as always. Thank you so much. And we will see you later. See ya.